Hello and welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale We Watch podcast. As always, I am two-thirds of your host, and I'd like to call you and tell you I love you for the first time over the phone. It's me, Daniel, and joining me is that other third, Jesse. Hey, you know that person who's really generic? It turns out that there is a good reason for that, and it wasn't just a bad acting choice, which is really weird. <laughs> if you have uh, been watching along with us, or if you had watched Riverdale previously, you know exactly what Jesse's referring to, and you also know the struggle I had deep within my soul every time Jesse called him a generic FBI agent man. That just seems like the platonic ideal of like the most stereotypical FBI agent person you could get. Almost like a caricature of an FBI agent man. Deep down in my heart, I had to not give anything away, and it was worth it. Weirdly <laughs> enough, this show did something competently. That's why I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Um, so I think we've just about covered, uh, any actors we want to cover, uh, in our spotlights. Maybe we'll bring that back when some new blood is introduced on the show. But for now, let's just get into this episode, because why wait any longer? We already waited a whole week to do Jingle Jangle. Um, wow, that's gonna sound really weird, because again, I forgot, this is gonna come out, like, six weeks after that episode. <laughs> um, time's funny, huh? Anyway, let's just fucking... Listen, it's season two, episode 13, chapter 26, The Telltale Heart. Hey, I know that reference. Yeah, I know that reference too. That's weird. We're not dummies. We know things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I read books. Yeah, I, I read a 10-page oh, short story cool. before. It's probably shorter than that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on how big your page is. Yeah. I read it in I read it in a very uh, tiny font, so it was actually one page. Because I'm very smart oh, like that, wow. you know. I'm smart. Yeah. And I read with a magnifying glass. Yeah, if you were to print it out on printer paper, I think it'd be about like I wanna say two and a half. Yeah, it's not that long of a story. Uh that being said, right like I wonder why that's a thing. Oh, we start off just <laughs> great, and I'm pretty sure that's a Swede from uh Okay. From second season. It's possible, yeah. The boys. The boys, yes. No, no, not that. Not the boys. Oh, not the boys. Umbrella Academy, Academy, the other big superhero show that's not Marvel or DC. Yes, sorry. Yeah, but we start right from the end of of the last episode where it's just, there's just a dead dead person, like, right there. And Alice is, like, she's not chill, but way more chill than you think she should be. Yeah, she's uh she's not panicked is is the thing. Like yeah. Betty's like, what's going on? She's like, Don't touch anything. I don't want your DNA anywhere near this. I'm gonna clean this up. Um, but then Hal calls uh Betty Um because he wants to come pick some stuff up. And Betty's like, I had to act normal because you told me to and Um, so he's coming. Please let me help you clean up because we don't know how long we got. <laughs> Yeah, and they make the really rookie move. They use the unscented bleach. Like, if you just, like, mix that bleach with, like, a little bit of, like, cleaning, 
cleaning solution. Gee, I'm sorry that they aren't uh, experienced in hiding dead bodies, well, Jesse. It's, just, it's just it's very obvious when you have the bleach smell, which Hal points out later. You put a little bit of Favoloso in that. Just saying. Anyway, does the um, same thing. The Agent Adams is pressing Archie for uh, information on the gangland killing of Papa Poutine. And over the course of this episode, he's going to get increasingly more aggressive and aggro about it. Yeah, and uh, I had, we cut over to across the street where Betty and uh, Alice hears the symbol get uh, hit the ground that Agent Adams kicked over. Yeah. He also explains what a capo is uh, for the audience's benefit mostly, I think. Um, which is, of course, uh, a mob boss's enforcer, essentially. Yeah, it's the muscle man, basically. I, I love that he, uh, at one point, he's like, he would have sent his ca- uh, capo, you know, is there anyone that hangs around Hiram a lot, does things for him, is always nearby? And he's describing Archie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, and I'm not sure if Archie picked up on it or not, because Archie does get kind of a look when that's happening, but uh, Archie's also very dumb, so who knows. Anyway, Hal's here. Yeah. And uh, as Jesse mentioned, he notices the bleach smell uh, that Alice attributes to cleaning up some tomato soup. Which, to be fair, it's something you could use because, you know, Mm -hmm. I just feel like, you know, make some fabuloso in there. Come on. It smells great. Just just smells like you cleaned the kitchen floor. And so then we cut to uh, Jughead. Calling. This is the thing. Oh, this is so good. Jughead calls Betty. Uh, for no other reason other than to uh, say goodnight and also I love you. And I believe this is the first time he has said I love you to Betty Cooper. He's doing it over the goddamn phone. Hey, you know, if you feel the need to, you do it in person. You yeah. know, maybe when they're in you, front you, of you so they can kiss you like really, really intensely. Yeah. And obviously, Betty was distracted and was like, oh, that's great, Jughead, I'll talk to you later, because she has a body to get rid of. Um, But he's like, well, that was weird. But then if you think about it, not really weird, because you said I love you to her for the first time over the phone. And why did you do that, Jughead? Why did you do that, Jughead? (laughs) Anyways, um, they put the body in, like, an abandoned pipe. It was uh, Alice's old hideout when she lived closer to it. Yeah. Then, oh man, I'm I'm glad we're back to this pacing. Okay. Oh yeah, rapid pace. Yeah, we cut back to Penelope just treating treating how how he deserves to be treated, basically. Yes. Uh, like the king he is. Yeah. Um, and he's something like, yeah, it just smells like bleach in there. Why would it smell so much like bleach? Wow, that's a weird. Why would someone use a lot of bleach all of a sudden? Yep. Then we, uh, then we cut. Oh, um, uh, yeah, FP's just come back from exiling Tallboy, and he's like, hey, I've got an idea. We should take the head to Mayor McCoy, uh, to prove whatever, and Jake is like, ah, shit, oh. I already mailed it to the lodges. Oh. <laughs> you know how, uh, no, like, he, like, FP's face is exactly how our face was every time he was, like, to ride or die, be like, Jughead, I yeah, it was just like God damn it, Jughead, what did you do, J- Jughead? Why? <laughs> yeah. 
So wait, I'm sorry. She just compared something to. I'm gonna rewind briefly. She just compared something to the Contras and the Sandinistas, and I do need to know exactly what the contents of that was. Uh, okay, hang on, hang on, hold on. So what? Who is brokering a peace between those? As at Spence, I was a Secretary General. Sorry, one more time, one more time. I gotta get this in its entirety because I missed this when I was watching this last night. Uh, so they're talking about going to war between the Joneses and them. At Spence, I was the General Secretary of the Model UN. And before declaring war, we'd always try to negotiate a settlement. Now, if we had broker a detente uh, between the Contras... Okay, she's just using a fun political... Oh, no. In Okay, at the Model UN, she managed to broker a deal between the Contras and the Sandinistas. I guess. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's insane. I love it. That's fucking See, the, the pace of this episode, I didn't quite get all of the stuff. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, I for sure missed that last time. I just remember something about well, the because she says she was like model UN brokering peace. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. She did model UN. I don't need to listen anymore. We know she's talking about uh, brokering a a parlay between Jughead and her family. So you you know zone out and you miss the fact that she compared it to the Contras and the Sandinistas. Well, the sure the sure was uh, Ronald Reagan funneling money to. Drug smugglers. Woo, right. man, this is exactly like that, isn't it? Yep. I mean, actually. Actually, no, it is a lot like that. Now that I think about it. Yeah, but then we have a short scene where Betty like is freaking out. Like, honestly, because yeah. that's a good reason to. Uh, and she's right. just like cleaning everything that could possibly be touched. Bye. Yeah, they make a point of her picking up an apple and be like, did he touch one of these? And her mom's like, I don't think so. And she wipes it down furiously anyway. Yeah. Also, did I show you one of the things I got from a secret Santa? Look at this. Uh, no. Look at it. Oh, really fun. Cool. It's a little cat a, cat Spider-Man on some newsprint. Spider-Cat. It's really good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Betty comes down in the morning and everyone's just like having breakfast like normal and... Um, she's not really dealing that well with it. Uh, sorry, that's Fruity, Fruity Munch is the cereal she's pouring. <laughs> love a, love an off-brand cereal. But, uh, yeah, she's, you know, having a little bit of PTSD from the traumatic event of having to help clean up a dead body. Alice is dealing it with it like she's done this multiple times before. Yeah, Alice, um, has become very good at compartment. There's that word again. Compartmentalizing. Compartmentalizing compartmentalizing her life and so she's already totally fine she's locked that away deep inside for therapy 10 years from now yep she's definitely not going to have any issues in the future right no right yep you don't even know but yes <laughs> you're correct everything will be fine jesse yep, this nothing could possibly go wrong with alice oh they did a good job on her makeup they they like uh they ran her eyes around like it's like movie tired mm -hmm. or tv yeah. tired but it's pretty good but Jughead comes to walk her to school. Because uh, he's still freaking out a little bit about how he called her and said, I love you for the first time over the phone, and she didn't really say it back. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, I didn't notice this part, but they didn't even have her do do up her makeup like she normally looks. Hmm. Like, she has bags under her eyes and everything. Yeah. They do a really good job. Yeah. No, but Jughead... Um, and... Uh, Jughead's being... Jughead's being... 
kind of like Archie right now, being wholly oblivious to what's happening around him. But right. also, there's a pretty girl in front of him, and he just said, I love you. So he's just like, but yeah. what if she doesn't love me? It, and she's just like, oh, you're such a cute <laughs> little puppy. I love you. Yeah, it also, uh, in classic uh, Riverdale fashion, characters talk to each other. So instead of freaking out by himself and stewing on it and then, like, blowing up at Betty and causing a rift, Jughead just went to her and said, hey, you know, I thought we were in a good place, but it was kind of weird last night when you hung up on me. Are we cool? And then Betty was like, yeah, we're cool. And he was like, great. And then that issue was resolved. Well, which is which, good for which is actually very mature, but I know it's just because they yeah. don't know how to do dramatic tension. I know <laughs> it. They're, they're really actually showing really mature relationships here right now. Yeah. Um, and so at, later at school, uh, Veronica's talk, talking to Jughead about uh, doing this parlay and Jughead says, on the condition that they come to the trailer park, because I want them to see the people they're going to evict. And then Kevin's like, hey guys, more importantly, they found a dead body. Someone fucking shot Papa Poutine, isn't that wild? Yeah, there's blood everywhere, all over Dithavay. And then everyone's just like, hey Kev, calm down. Kev, read the room. Read the fucking room, Kevin. Read the room a little bit. And then Betty goes to go vomit, because she's not dealing with the murder very well. Yeah, which I would say, normal response. Yeah. And Cheryl comes in and just like, yeah, what's up, Betty? You look like you just puked and you, you, yeah. you're not doing great. Um, and she tries to help out and Betty being very rude and definitely not uh, suspicious. Be like, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl. Uh, oh, that. Sorry. It seems like an out-of-character uh, moment of compassion from Cheryl. It is We do learn later it is because Cheryl assumes it was because she knows about uh, her or Betty's father's affair. And that's why she's so distraught. Uh, <laughs> and that's why she feels guilty. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. And, uh, Lee, uh, and I've, also, Archie's been uh, dodging Agent Adams' calls. Yeah, he's been dodging. And then, like, Veronica's just like, you don't have to, like, work for my dad or anything like oh, i don't want yeah. you to involve in this be like no i'm a simp for your dad i gotta do this. right yeah veronica is afraid her dad might have been involved in you know uh the gangland style execution being you know the one gangland mafioso in town um and archie's like no your dad's super cool and nice he wouldn't have done that don't worry yeah. i definitely know your dad better than you do uh, because I've spent the last week gophering for him. Uh, now Jughead's explaining. Uh, I don't even really under. He's got a map and he's like, look at all these lands that Hiram Lodge is buying that you're selling to him. It's all around this one area. Suspicious, suspicious. I'm accusing you of taking bribes. Uh, which doesn't seem like a very smart thing to do but okay an actually smart cut speaking of bribes agent agent adams slides a fat stack of cash to archie in a non-suspicious location at a park right uh he claims it is because the fbi always pays their informants which i laughed three weeks pay i actually (laughs) laughed when i said that be like wait before after you shoot them in the head after they're done being useful (laughs) (laughs) like Man, oh man, Hal and or Alice is real quick. 
They already have the re- the register already has a thing saying oh, like yeah. man shot dead. And uh and then it's night. So it was I'm guessing either morning or middle of the day. Now it's night. He's uh Archie is now talking to Hiram because again they do not know dramatic tension. Um and <laughs> he's just like, "Hey, what's going on with this? I saw it in the paper, Papa Poutine got dead." I don't. I mean, I I don't even know if this would be dramatic tension, Jesse, because I think we all know that Hiram did it. Yeah, no, right? but like, dramatic tension <laughs> with how Archie is going to deal with it. I guess because like I don't know, Archie doesn't seem very conflicted about it. Well, it's you know you could make him conflicted. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, like you know, let we, me... we'd have to jump back quite a few more steps than uh, just that scene with Agent Adams. But yeah. you're right; they could have done it that way. Yeah, they did not. But Hiram does a really good thing. Be like, this is like, this is so weird how this has happened. It'd be like, uh, uh, and then we Hiram does a really good. You think he's gonna be like, hey, you fucking bitch, I'm gonna stab you. Uh, but no, he's just like, why would I do that? He owed Lenny so much money. Yeah. You're, we all know. It's like he had many enemies. It could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. Yep. So. Um, Betty uh, does uh, the one thing she does in order to cope with things, which is solve a mystery, I guess. Stare at a dead body. Has gone back to the body. Yeah, she's gone back to the dead body to investigate it, search his pockets. Yeah, she, she feels guilty, and I guess like to make herself feel worse she's going to try to find out more about this man so she can learn about the guy who her mom killed okay um, and she finds his phone who's got a bunch of missed calls i'll go ahead I'm also you find the phone you break the sim card and then you throw it in the river yeah like have they ever watched a murder mystery show well yeah <laughs> i mean she's not acting logically well, no, right no, now no. i'm saying i'm saying oh you mean prior prior to this yeah. You get rid of the phone because, you know, they could track phone signals. Yeah. You break the SIM card. Like, well, you know, um, they aren't expert murderers, Jesse. They did the bleach already. That's good enough. Also, also, if you know anything about actual crime, only like 40% of murders are killed. So as long as you don't run away and look suspicious, you're probably going to get away with it. Well, she's 15, Jesse. <laughs> well, I'm saying Alice. I'm saying for Alice, who is very comfortable with this. Again, not sure she's comfortable with it as much as just very, very good at suppressing things deep inside her in a way that certainly won't come out later. I'm saying right now, because I can't look in the future at all, she's perfectly fine with this, obviously. Sure, obviously. (laughs) Clearly. Obviously. Nothing wrong is going to ever happen from this. They're going to just... Nothing bad will ever happen with Alice. Certainly not. Alice is just going to skate through. She lives a blessed life. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, then it turns out, like, she starts, like, texting people and, and whatnot to find out more about or, the, the Swede. Not, not te- but, like, taking down the information, down like, the, information. the text and phone calls on the phone yeah. to, like, start to build a profile. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got that mixed up with a scene later where she, yeah. Yeah, uh, she starts calling people, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so this is, uh, they're getting, uh, Hiram and Veronica are getting ready to go meet the Joneses, but before that, uh... Hiram's like, well, Archie came to me with some concerns about me possibly being a gangland murderer. Uh, do you have any of those concerns? Uh, if you do, you should just ask me. And so she's like, well, did you kill Papa Poutine? And he's like, no. No, I'm gaslighting you right now. 
Yeah, I mean, and it's going to come back later when Veronica throws that line back at him when she did something and he asked her about it. Yeah, and she'll be like, yeah, okay. So, yeah, now now Betty is, come on, Betty, they're okay. Nothing wrong is going to happen from that homicide. You're blowing this out of control. Yeah, it's like morning next day and... Uh, she she confronts both Chick and um, Alice. Alice about you know what what's about what about what's going on. She's like, I have his phone. He wasn't just some guy. He was a drug dealer that Chick bought drugs from. What else is Chick lying about? And then Chick starts to like tear up, and she's like, Really? Are you kidding me? He's and Alice like pulls her aside, like, Stop! This is not helpful. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it is not that helpful. Also, like, stop blowing, stop blowing up his stuff. Like, maybe he does drugs to like calm down. Like, you you yeah. cammed, you cammed as a fifteen year old or sixteen year old for no reason for one episode. I mean, <laughs> uh, Betty has like an Adderall prescription that she doesn't need. So like, like she she does speed basically. So yeah. To be fair, she was pressured into doing that by her mother back when her mother cared about things and wasn't killing people, but um, yeah, her, still. Her mom just drops a whole, like, I want you to be, like, the best person ever, like, real quick. Alice Alice goes through some stages on this show. Now we're, we're, now we're at Fun Mom uh, Alice, where she does uh, <laughs> takes shots with her daughter and watches her strip dance. <laughs> And then kills a man for her son. Strip danced a wildly and appropriately sad songs. Yes. Like <laughs> yeah. So season season one was like helicopter parent Alice. Season two is fun mom Alice, and can't wait for season three Alice. I love what, that. What will she do then? That episode was mm, oh chef kiss. I love that episode. Yeah. So Hiram and uh, Hiram and. And kid and JP and kid are meeting up at JP's uh FP. Not yeah, sorry, FP and kid. They're they're talking and trying to broker some peace. Yeah. Um Hiram basically says, you know, I'm not trying to kick anyone out. I am a cool guy. Uh, and to show how cool I am, I am willing to pay off everyone's back rent at the uh trailer park. Um, and then as they shake on it, he says, oh, one more thing. I hear your kid's doing some sort of expose. Well, if you could just keep my name out of that. Jacob's like, you trying to bribe us, bro? Uh, and FP's like, you trying to bribe us, bro? Oh. And so no deal, basically. We get a, uh, we get like a wonderfully, like almost Victorian scene where Cheryl is like mm-hmm. shooting a er- uh, bow and arrow. Uh, and she's a very good marksman, and that's important for later. Yeah. Oh, I love her lie. So she sees uh, Hal going to the car to leave in the morning, and um, and Cheryl was just like, "Have you no scruples, mother?" Yeah. <laughs> like, you're destroying in her very good like pseudo hunting outfit. I love. Ugh. You're just love the blossoms. You're destroying families with your courtesan ways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Penelope, <laughs> mother, he has a wife. And Penelope says th- that Hal isn't a client; that it's real. Also, she's wearing a glove specifically to eat gr- uh, strawberries. She just has the one glove on. Oh my! God. For eating the strawberries, fucking love this family. I love them so much. 
<laughs> this this episode just brought like all the the all the like little weird episodes. I'm just like, this is kind of boring. This is just brings it right back. I love this show. Yeah. So, uh, so we cut to the Pinbrook, and uh, Veronica comes to see uh, Mayor McCoy storm out of Hiram's office, and it turns out that Jughead put a. Uh, well, no, Jughead's uh, writing up like an expose, right, about like the land deals and everything. And so, uh, to get out ahead of it, uh, the lodges have said that they want to uh, accelerate their plans for the land. That uh, originally Mayor McCoy said uh, she wanted them to wait until after her re-election. And uh, since they aren't going to budge, she says, well, fuck you guys. Maybe I'll go public about your deals. Um, don't forget, I have leverage. And so they're like, oh, now we have to discredit Mayor McCoy in order to keep her from... Uh, or So that if she does go public, no one will listen because uh, she's been discredited. I know, we'll use the information that she's having an affair uh, to ruin her reputation. They specifically use Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which is like an older movie about a interracial couple, like going to an all-white family. Okay. Um, And Yeah, they call it Operation Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Which is just like, so you're going to tell that this single woman is dating no she's married okay sorry i thought she was single okay that's the problem i thought she was single yeah no her her husband's a famed jazz musician oh oh, i forgot about that that's why he's not here i forgot about that plot yeah i know (laughs) you you would forget yeah he can't he's there that one episode but yes she's married and so is sheriff keller okay well okay then that's bad okay i was just like oh it's just (laughs) it's just two like single people fucking they are both married (laughs) sheriff keller's wife is in the armed forces one of the branches and stationed in bahrain that's why uh it would be a big deal because i was just like are they gonna be is this what is this in the 50s are gonna say they're doing miscegenation yeah 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 yeah. um so then we had a brief uh scene where archie comes home and sees that agent adams is talking to his dad because agent adams is turning up the heat and now uh, Betty is uh, going down this man's contact list, uh, trying to learn more about this drug dealer. Um, and I, weirdly enough, uh, if a stranger calls you on your plugs line and is like, "Hey, I found this phone," you don't give any information about your illegal drug deal. You just hang up. Yeah, I, <laughs> super weird how that happens. It's so weird. Like I would almost imagine like that would be common sense. Right. But you know. Like, you text them, obviously. You text them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Betty calls Jughead because she's still freaking out and uh, basically, I believe, tells Jughead everything uh, because she feels like she's going insane because, again, her mother is doing a very good job at uh, compartmentalizing and I think Chicks just doesn't care. <laughs> um, and so she needs someone to support her uh, and justify her freaking out. Jughead also freaked out after she tells him. Yeah. Reasonably enough. Um, and so uh, Jughead like encourages her to call the police, which is not. I mean, you could just uh, like put an anonymous tip about a body being found, but before they can hash that out, this cute little traffic cop shows up, being like, "Hey, whose car is that? It's been parked here since yesterday. I'm gonna give it a ticket." Um, and so they realize that must be the drug dealer's car. So Jughead's like, oh, it's, uh, my car, Officer Sora. I can't find the keys. I'll move it soon, I promise. 
Um, and then after the traffic cop drives off, he asks Betty how fast she can hotwire a car, because I guess, along with lockpicking, Betty just knows how to hotwire cars. Okay, so obviously, if we're doing a uh, D&D thing, uh, Betty is actually very, is actually a rogue. Like, you think, yeah. you think she'd be like a cleric or something, but no, she's a rogue, obviously. I feel like she's a multi-classed rogue wizard. Yeah, because she is like waste. She's utility. Like, she's a utility yeah. character. She's she's very studious, but then also she apparently knows how to steal things. Um and has stolen many things over the course of this show. I would say I would say that she was she has like a couple uh like levels in wizard, but then she mm. just went into rogue. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um yeah, and so uh Archie's dad explains that the FBI was here to investigate using illegal migrant Canadian workers. Uh, at his, at his um, uh, construction company, which is pretty funny. <laughs> it's a pretty funny uh, subversion. It is. It is a pretty good subversion. You know, I was just like, oh no, they're gonna go with that. No, no, no it's Canadians. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, because they are like right by Canada. It's that's which is pretty funny. And so, um, and he's like, and I have, you know, sometimes a guy comes in and I look the other way and pay him cash because you know he needs the work. Like, his friend's a good guy, obviously. Um, but they're asking for, you know, like, the last seven years of records. They're cracking down. Uh, and Archie realizes um, what this is, which is uh, Agent Adams forcing his hand. So he goes to meet Agent Adams, like, leave my dad alone. And Agent Adams, like, I think you've been compromised. So the only thing you're good for is planting this bug. Which is weird that if you found out your asset is compromised, you'd continue to use him for anything. But we learn later why that is. Um, which is that, of course, this isn't a real FBI agent. I think we discussed that already. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, but like, he, like, he gets cartoonishly just like, I'm gonna, yeah. like, not only am I gonna make you make you homeless, but I'm also gonna put your dad in jail and, and like, yeah. shoot your mom if you don't do this. You know that dog? Well, guess I mean, what? Archie doesn't. Archie's never met an FBI man before. He doesn't know. <laughs> you know that dog? I'm gonna act like a cop and shoot it. And then, so, yep, and he gets cartoonish. Uh, now, yeah. did we, uh, Cheryl uh, comes out of the darkness, out of, in, in her home, to confront a Hal after this? Be like, I'm going to tell Betty, you, you adulterer. Yeah. Basically, stop this before I tell your family, um, because I don't want to see a family broken up or some shit. So, back off, my mom. Um, and now, uh, Veronica has gone to Mayor McCoy and been like, listen, look, my parents are going to ruin you. They know about your affair, and they are going to go public with it. The only way you can get out of this is to now preempt them by stepping down as mayor. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like whenever you know someone's gonna say that you had an affair, so you just be like, yo, I had an affair, I'm really sorry, please don't hurt me. Yeah. And then... Yeah, you just get out ahead of it yeah. to, to cut out the, uh... Oh, he's from Centerville. That's the license plate on the drug dealer's car as they push it into the swamp. Yeah, and I love this. This one, this made me funny. I know it's supposed to be, like, tension, but they push it into yeah. the river? 
Lake? Yeah, it's like the river. Yeah, whatever. It's probably because there's Sweetwater River, so it's probably the yeah, river. But, yeah, but like it, it doesn't fill up with water like quick enough and it like stays there for yeah. like 30 seconds and there's just like it's like tension is building and then it starts to sink and i'm just like yeah they're like oh fuck what do we do what do we do and then like it shifts slightly and a little air gets out and then it starts sinking i just found it <laughs> they're like oh god it's so funny because i'm just like did yeah, these idiots yeah. not test the depth of the water <laughs> oh no yeah, it was just the air yeah but <laughs> no no i thought it was so funny yeah. It was. It's pretty good. I feel like you, that could have been played for a laugh if they didn't. If they didn't like this so sinisterly. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then uh, they throw the phone in as well, which they should have done in the first place. Right. Um. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and then the mayor makes the announcement here about stepping down, uh, citing the difficulties of uh dealing with the black hood has taken a toll on her personal life. And so she wants to step back down, pursue her law career, and reconnect with her family. And uh, Hiram and Hermione are like, Hey, Veronica, sure is weird that right before we were about to ruin her career, she decided to end her career herself. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? And that's when Veronica throws back that, No, of course I didn't do that. That would be cruel. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, okay, but now that she's out of the way, we don't need to go through with discrediting her, because that would be cruel. Yeah. And, yeah, so Hiram's like, you sure you didn't have anything to do with this? Very suspicious. Ron's like, no, daddy, of course not. Did we get a good shot of the book she's reading in this scene? Uh, I don't think so, but... Because I just I just want to yeah, know cause... more about about their reading life because there was yeah, a th- uh, the beloved as one of the <laughs> the beloved yeah no see it's it's like against the pillow so we can't see what the cover is oh man yeah I mean I was hoping it was something like it'd be funny if she had just if like every other seat she just had infinite jest <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have her reading like the art of war <laughs> um, but yeah she looks directly in his eyes and says no I did not. You know, kind of implying that she knows that he was lying about murdering a man. I don't know. Their relationship's a little weird. Yeah. So, uh... Um, so... Hal's here at the house, uh, but Chick's the only one home. Yeah. And, uh, Hal's being extremely aggro for no specific reason, just he hates this kid. Well, he probably is also because he's getting his dick sucked all the time. Now he feels like a big macho man. <laughs> He's not lo- as low T as he normally is. So, I love this poster. Put yourself in the equation. Join math club. Oh, I like that a lot. Also, yeah. I just want to just I just miss seeing Cheryl in her just loud as fuck uh, uh, outfits. Yeah. Like this is a really good one. It's like a romper type thing. Of course, in her patented uh, Cheryl red. In a show red, and it's just it's just real good, like low cut but like real short, like romper, mm-hmm. like just mm, chef kiss. It's real good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she tells uh, Veronica, not Veronica, sorry, Betty, about the affair. Betty comes home to see Hal tearing through the house looking for his father's watch, and heavily implying that Chick stole it, uh, and being just kind of a real dick. And Chick's in the corner crying. As he does, you know, maybe maybe Chick just had like a like a bad life, and yeah. he doesn't know how to deal. But with conflict. Chick's faking this. We saw that earlier when uh, he was tearing up when Betty was accusing him after she and Alice moved away to talk privately. You saw that he like had a little smirk on his face. 
He just does the shit. Oh, probably. Although, oh, you know what? I did see the smirk before. I just thought, hey, you know, he's just a sensitive lad. Yeah. But no, how's... No, that's the plan. Okay. Well, you know what? I fell for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, did the scene where he's creepily in the dark cutting out family members from the family photos not tip you off? No, that maybe okay. I thought that was just maladjusted behavior, <laughs> just like the rest of this is. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I guess it is. It's all maladjusted behavior, but I'm I'm sorry for not seeing one scene. I thought, hey, maybe he's like kind of scared of his dad and his dad, and also he doesn't want to be hit. Yeah. Now that's Riverdale, baby. You miss a single frame, and everything's you've missed so much context. No, like, for real, some of these scenes are like a second long, and they have so much context. So, um, but yeah, Betty tells his her dad to fuck off, and um, but she's like, I didn't do it for you, chick, I did it for mom. Uh, and now Archie seeing his dad go through all these records, uh, is really debating about using this bug. Um, and then the next scene, he decides not to, and he just tells Hiram about the whole thing. <clears throat> yeah, so we have, uh, we have. Archie again just being a big old simp for uh for yeah. Hiram and it is pretty much just saying yo this I, I like they were just like trying to make me you know do things to bug you but then I smashed with the hammer and Hi- oh right 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 he's uh he's asking Hiram for protection essentially from the FBI <laughs> um but also uh this is why you wouldn't use an asset that's been compromised because um if Archie had been smarter than this he wouldn't smat have destroyed the bug and then blabbed to Hiram. He would have blabbed to Hiram, then given Hiram the bug, so the Hiram could feed the FBI false information. Yes, which would have been more to his, because like you just move, you just move where you do your private business. Yeah. Like, What's more valuable than uh, knowing your enemy is seeking information on you is to control what information your enemy gets and let them thinking that that's all unbiased true information that's like extremely valuable yeah but uh this is all off everything about this is a facade so it's fine now, what me and daniel are saying is that most law enforcement agencies and the federal government is actually very incompetent if you just have two brain cells you can probably outdo them half the time yeah that's also true they're not that great like everyone's just go oh, the fbi has some the fbi like the way they do stuff is they fuck up and then they kick in your door and shoot you Yep. Like, they fuck up all the time. That's why we know about half their shit they do. <sighs> okay. That's why there are so many unsolved serial killer murders. Yep. It's not because they're geniuses, it's because cops are real fucking dumb. Yep. And again, 40% of murders uh, are just... O- only 40% of murders are solved. Just just yeah. saying. It's not, it's, not, it's not hard. Just saying. It's not hard, folks. Yeah. I mean, there's, I know there's at least, like, 435 people that need to be dealt with, yeah. like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, forensics isn't a real science. No matter what, no matter what CSI the TV show has taught you, forensics is not a real science. They can't fucking swap the blood and tell who killed the person. Yeah, uh, that being... Like, if the cops found the body in, in the pipe right now, they'd be like, well, shit, we don't got any evidence, and that would have been it. Yep. 
and there's like barely any, but basically what happens after that is you have, um, Alice, Alice calls on a favor from FP. So like, uh, Betty was like, uh, dad was here and he was very suspicious about the bleach and the rug. I'm freaking out. I told Jughead. Uh, I was like, well, shit, we need to get rid of the body, like, for real this time. Uh, hey, I know a guy who's really good at getting rid of bodies. Hey, FP, please help us, please, God, please. Turns out FP uh, knows how to hide a body. Yeah. Or destroy a body, actually. He pours lie on it to dissolve it. Um, but, yeah, basically, FP's like, well, I'm not gonna let my kid or your kid fucking make the same mistakes I did. Yes, I will do this, but I'm not happy about it. You guys shouldn't have killed the guy. <laughs> Uh, and then a new dude shows up who's, uh, like, the, uh, the boss would like to see you now. Uh, Archie's like, Hiram? He's like, please come with me. And they're driving to a very remote area, and Archie's like, this isn't the way to the Pembroke. And the guy's like, don't worry about it. And it really looks like Archie might be about to get killed, but obviously not, because he's the main character. Yeah. Well, I mean, he probably should have been a little bit more um, suspicious, knowing that someone probably is is dead. Yeah, but it's Archie. So oh, you, you no. know, again, I I know I know I'm saying this about Archie, who has the equivalent intelligence of like a golden retriever. But yeah. you know, um, we we love the season two lighting for pops at nighttime. So much neon, mm-hmm. so much red and purple. Very man, cool. I just love this by lighting. Like for real, it's just it's just like blue, pink, and purple all over the place. It's so wonderful. Like like I know that I would be I would want to eat at pops. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, we get like a little a little bit of. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this this feels incestuous a little bit, but Alice has definitely been like. What if I just just like copy my daughter and like get get up on the Jones? <laughs> I mean that's not incestuous. It, FP and Alice aren't related. No, no, I'm saying it's incestuous because the, we only know like the main group of characters, and they can only get with it only the main group oh, of characters. Sure. You know, it's like when a friend group just does nothing but yeah. trade partners. I mean, yeah, it is like any close knit. Yeah, it's any close knit friend group. They've all fucked each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Like I've been there. I'm sure you've been yeah, there. It happens. You know, it happens. You know, it's that's what it feels like. It feels incestuous because of that. Like it feels like they're okay. brothers and sisters already, but like they're fucking like oh, all of yeah. them. Uh, anyway, now we have that scene I mentioned earlier where <laughs> Chick is sitting in a chair by a fire with all the lights out, slowly cutting Hal out of all the photos in the family album. Oh, also, I forgot to say, uh, Alice uh, reaches for FP's hand and FP squeezes her hand slightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, first first thing you do before you, uh, you, you just have an affair with it. I mean, listen, they hit a body together that bonds you. Well, you know what? That that actually does. Like, traumatic experience do bond people. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, they're, Archie's deep in the woods now. Um, uh, but the guy's like, here he is, boss. And the person who's around is Hermione this time, not Hiram. What? And she reveals uh, that it turns yeah. out that he's a very loyal little puppy. And he's been, been a yes. really good boy. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and also that yeah. Agent Adams is... Uh, it was one of her was one of her enforcers. Yeah, um, ba- yeah. It was basically all 
long con loyalty test uh, to see what Archie would do. Um, because that man is not an FBI agent. He's a capo for Hermione Lodge. Also, also, I love that she said, do you know what a Murta means? I'm just like, no, look at, look at him. He put, <laughs> he put all, he put all of his points in loyalty and abs. That's, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we know canonically he was taking French. He said he could drop it and start taking Spanish, but he hasn't yet. <laughs> just. So yeah, he he super does not know what that word means. I love um, it so much. Oh, look at his his, his processing face. <laughs> you can see the little wheel spinning in his mind as she's explaining. He's this. thinking so hard right now. Uh, you can hear the windows like don't don't uh, error noise just happening in his brain as he's trying to figure this out. Like his brain is normally like head empty, no thoughts. But right now there's some thoughts and he doesn't know what to do with them. <laughs> it's it's the fucking. Just the loading wheel. God, spinning the. I yeah. love this show so much. Oh God, uh, and that's the episode. That was baby. such a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> man, man, man that's, that's just. Man, that I like when I I, I watched that. I watched that this weekend, uh, and I was. It gave me like a. It gave me like a contact high, with like whatever the. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's pull up some AUs. So we've got childhood friends AU, theater AU, or burlesque club AU. Okay, let's do childhood friends AU and just recap the episode again. (laughs) Okay. Um. Well, they all are childhood friends. So. Okay. Cool. We already done it. We've done it, Jesse. Okay, theater AU I feel like would be the same as well, except some one of them would probably. Well, actually, no, they'd probably be more touching and more fucking. Yeah. So basically, you know, almost, almost this. Yeah. Are you wearing a car alarm in the background? No, that must be on your own. Okay. Well, no. Well, there's a car alarm. Okay. I don't know if burlesque AU would work because it's because burlesque tends to rely on a very simple story element and this is nothing but mm. this is not that at all <laughs> well this isn't a burlesque story it's a burlesque club oh burlesque AU, club so AU. okay well mm, mm, okay could we wouldn't that just be like an inversion of like the the grocery store AU? a little bit i guess yeah i my instinct is that it is a burlesque club that Hiram owns and then the plot line with the FBI agent is that he's trying to turn Hiram's newest uh, burlesque dancer, Archie, into a snitch. Oh, you know what? I never thought of this, but Archie Andrews' like only job he could do in the future is like male stripper until he's like thirty something. Because <laughs> like I don't know, like I, he could probably do construction just because you can. Actually, can he? Uh, he could become a musician, Jesse. Okay. Like his dream. Okay, he could be. Okay, he could be a musician. But when he eventually fails out of it, he could become a stripper like a lot of actors do before they become a lot of hot yeah, actors like do. Like the actor who plays Hiram Lodge yeah. did to pay but for I, college. I'm not, by the way, I'm not, I'm not saying that being a stripper is like that by any means. I'm just saying he has the body for it. And mm-hmm. I, could, I could guarantee you he knows how to dance. Look at those hips. He's a little twink. He knows how to dance. I don't know about that, but... Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, we could do that. I just, I just don't really. 
Well, but but a lot of the stuff wouldn't change though, if you think about it. Yeah. Because all we're doing is changing. All we're doing is just changing Hiram. Hi, what Hiram does as a front, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so do we? Do we? Do we change? Because like I don't think I don't think any of these would make a functional difference. <laughs> uh I mean that that is I mean AUs are essentially well one we're doing AUs in a very weird way because normally you change the story when you do an AU you like change the setting and that but like we're like how can we make the story in this new setting and so a lot of it is just the story is the, still the same just the settings different because because I'm pretty sure like the whole thing with the whole thing with Alice and FP and all that stuff would be the same. It's just you change mm-hmm. their day job. Yeah. Well, that, is, that is kind of the issue that we have increasingly been running into with our idea of doing a use of each episode is like, for example, if you were to do a like, uh, what's a popular media franchise, uh, a, a, a Captain America AU where uh, he's at college or whatever, you wouldn't then like take the plot of Captain America Civil War and then just put it in there. You'd come up with like your own story using these characters, but what if they were in college? But what what if we do a new segment? Because we have been writing into this issue. Sure. What's the new segment? I don't then, know, Jesse? though. That's the thing. <laughs> I like having a segment, though. You know, it's fun having a segment. Well, uh, before we totally retire this, then, uh, we can still do the thing that has been on our uh, checklist that we haven't gotten around to, which is give everyone a persona, which I feel like is a fairly simple but good idea. But the other one also is uh, stat the ball as D- uh, stat the teams as D&D characters and what they would be. I mean, we will find out what they will be in Season 3, Jesse. But I want to do it now! That could be their second <laughs> game! They're different characters now, you know. This is okay. <laughs> okay, we could give them all first. Uh, fine, we can we can assign them classes. I'm not gonna stat shit. Well, no, no, no. We're, we're gonna do. We're gonna do. We're gonna. Do, we can do classes, but let's do that later. Well, I do want to give okay. them personas. Okay, let's let's give a bunch of these main characters personas. And Archie is. I think a fox. I mean, a dog, right? Obviously. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. He's a dog. No, he is like he yeah. like if there's if there is a person who is just Mr. Peanut Butter in real life, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, okay, so Archie's a dog. Betty is. Mm, I'm thinking she's gonna go. Hmm. I'm gonna think. I think she's gonna go with like a like a ferret or something like that. Something like Slinky and Sneaky, but also like really mm. like. Uh, cute. I like I like the sneaky aspect of them. My first like off the top of my head knee jerk was a rabbit, but I think I like ferret. Yeah, see, rabbit rabbit implies a little bit more scaredness. Like she like once she gets mm-hmm. like once she knows what she's doing, she sends this ghost dead fast, even though she does it in a weird way. Yeah, I could I could because ferrets also like kind of uh not what you expect when you first see it as an animal yeah i guess maybe uh, if that makes sense okay yeah and they're and also they're sure, also still cute they're still like cute and like they're mm-hmm. they're they're fun to look at still and like you could like you can easily like parade a ferret around and be like hey look at my sweet little baby but also you know that'll be mm-hmm. able to heart while your car and then like bury a body <laughs> you know? yes uh jughead's like a dragon right 
Oh, Jughead. No, I think Jughead would choose something that is like extinct, but like cool. Well, see, here here's my logic with the dragon. Okay, okay. Is um, it's a very quote unquote cool creature. Uh, it's what you would do if you're like 13 and you want to be unique within the like furry community, right? It's like, oh, everyone's a wolf or whatever. But I'm unique, so I'm a dragon. I'm this mythical creature. But it's also like not. It's like very kind of shallow. Uh, if you actually look at it, which I feel like is Jughead's personalities. I'm very deep. I'm a loner. I'm unique. But then you're like, actually, no, you're you like Quentin Tarantino, and that's why you are the way you are. See, I think Dragon is a little bit too much on the nose. I feel like you need to go with something like a not Dragon, like a worm, though, like a worm, like with mm. a with a Y. Oh, with the Y. Yeah, like a okay. worm. See, because sure. see, because because I see what you're saying. You still get the edgy dragonness part. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you'd be like, well, this makes... But now it's even more like, I'm not like other dragons. Well, well no, because because technically, if you follow most technological, like, te- taxonomical... Yes, Jesse, I'm aware a worm isn't actually a dragon. No, no, but no, 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 I'm saying that a worm would be a more accurate representation of a winged, of a, of a winged okay. dragon-like creature, because uh, there's almost no creatures that have four legs and arms, where they're generally creatures that aren't um, insects. They have four limbs... Well, now, hold on. What's the difference between a worm and a wyvern? Because I thought wyverns were the ones that had the wings and back legs. I think they're the same. I think they're the same word for both. Are they? Am I be- was I being racist to worms? I might be thinking uh, think, wyverns. I think worms might not have uh, wings or possibly... Uh, oh, worms might not have legs is the thing, I think. No, I thought they were. I thought. Am I thinking wyverns? Wyverns are. I'm pretty sure the ones that have two hind legs and then wings and no forelegs. You know what? I was being racist towards uh, wyverns and worms. I'm sorry. Well, there you I'm go. I'm sorry. No. Oh yeah. Here's a. Uh, yep. Here, here's someone's uh, made a a little chart of all the different types of you know mythical lizard-like creatures. So it looks like at least according to this one, worms are basically like the basilisk in Harry Potter. It's just a giant snake with spines and shit a wyvern is the one with hind legs and then the wings dragons of course four legs with wings a uh, lindworm is uh two forelegs no back legs uh an amphitheer or amphitheer is uh like a quetzalcoatl basically no legs but with wings and then a drake is four legs no wings a wyvern is what i meant i do apologize okay. normally i'm like better with that i i'm so i'm yes I jesse apologize. apologizes to the wyvern community out there for uh his, their slanderous and hurtful statements yes i i'm very sorry i apologize i've uh i've learned the correct terminology now and I will not make that dis- I will not make that uh, mistake in the future. But I'm saying Wyvern. He's going to be a Wyvern. Okay. All right. Um, so that's Jughead. Then I guess we've got to hop over to Veronica, who I feel like cat or fox, something classy. Classy and classic. Hmm. See. Yeah. See, see I want to get, I want to give, uh, I want to give Cheryl Fox as well. But I might also give her like a cat. Like just a straight up cat. I feel like, I feel like giving Cheryl Fox and giving Veronica a cat makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, because like I feel like both of them they they have Cheryl is a little bit more bombastic, but like they're very similar mm-hmm. with how they deal with stuff. Cheryl just deals with it externally, and Veronica deals with it internally. 
Sure. And also, I mean, Cheryl as a character would pick an animal that's strongly associated with red. Yeah. She just, I mean, that she just would. Also, yeah, yeah, she would. Um, so, okay, yeah, that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. Okay, um, cool. So, um, you know Reggie is gonna just be a straight-up wolf, and he's gonna be like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, yeah, Reggie's a wolf, yep. <laughs> Reggie's, mm-hmm. Reggie's just, mm-hmm. got it in just one. a basic, got it in basic one. ass wolf, and he, uh, he uses it to just, like, bully people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what is Kevin? Oh, see, Kevin, that's gonna, that's a hard one, because he keeps on going between, like, so many different characters. Uh, yeah. So, hmm... I don't have a justification for this, but I feel like some sort of lizard, like a gecko or some shit. What about a chameleon? Because he's what he needs to be at the time. Sure. Yeah, he's just a chameleon, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we have... Okay, who else are we missing? Uh, I mean, Josie, but she's a cat. Oh, I, no, jo- Josie's like just a cat. Like, Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think Josie is going to be like... One of those like really really slender like really like tiny cats that almost like disappear when you don't look at them, and then but mm-hmm. Veronica is the type of like she's like uh she's like what's what's Veronica's si- Veronica's like a long hair like, no oh Siamese, no, Siamese. Mm? okay Siamese yeah I because it's that. just like something expensive basically. yeah expensive yeah. I would know you know what you know what she's mm. a sphinx cat hmm. like a well taken care of sphinx cat. I don't know about well, that. See, the, when, why I'm saying that is that she's expensive. She requires yeah. fancy clothing. Um, but the, the the thing is, Sphinx cats are... Um, some people find them cute, but it is an acquired okay. So taste. as a person who finds Sphinx cats cute, I'm just saying that she fits... A lot of her personality actually fits with what you'd have to do with a Sphinx cat. That being said... I just don't okay, know Himalayan. that she would pick the. There we go. Himalayan. That that was my I second. I could definitely one. see that. Okay. All right. Like she's big and floofy. Yeah. Um. It's an expensive regal cat. Yes. Um. That isn't like wrinkly. <laughs> I think that would be the challenging part for her as a character. It, it, of course, she would have that. a ring of white fur. Oh, of course, neck. naturally. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, so then that's most of the main kid characters, I think. Well, Moose um, would actually, Moose would be an elk. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, do we, why, why don't we save the adults for next episode and then we can shut Midge would be, Midge would be well, a uh, chipmunk. That's a good call. I, I see that. I definitely see that. I can't think of any of the other kids characters. Uh, we could do chick. Chick's oh, oh, technically ch- a teen. Chick, uh, chick is a snake, but not, not a yeah, serpent. I was not a say serpent, sort of like a tiny, yeah. like a tiny snake, right. like a gardener snake. We've got about all the serpents, Jesse. There are plenty of teen serpents. But, but no, but no, no. That's no serpents are like like big snakes. I'm talking like teeny, teeny little tiny, sure. like a little milk snake, a gardener snake. No, no, no. He's a dangerous type of snake. A tiny okay, one, but a curl, dangerous one. Okay, coral snake. Like, sure, they're hard to go. tell that they're poisonous unless you're looking at them correctly, right. but right, they're right, tiny right. and yeah. they get you, they go, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, but I don't, I don't mean literally the serpent. I mean, there are teens who are in the gang, the serpents that we could also cover here, like Tony Topaz, another main character. Oh, okay. So I don't want to do all the, tr- I mean, the serpents, 
I don't want to do all the serpents as snakes. That's the thing. I don't think we have to. But, but I don't think we I have think, to. Okay, so Tony Topaz. So Tony Topaz, mm-hmm. she actually gives me like a like a bird of prey feel. Okay. Like like a like okay. a. I, see, the thing is, I just I, I'm just thinking of uh, Tobias right now, but Red Tail Hawk. Uh, <laughs> but you know, something you know, yeah. like a bird of some some sort of like hawk. like a small sure, yeah. but very powerful bird mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah sweet sweet that. pea is a giraffe <laughs> <laughs> i can yeah i can see that weirdly um feels a little reductive just because he's tall but also i i do see it so like, i'm fine like, weirdly enough like he's around but he doesn't make a lot of noise but when he does make noise it's often not great um then there's uh fangs it was has been introduced but we don't really know anything about fangs yet maybe we skip well, fangs. we're gonna skip fangs. um yeah what about joaquin joaquin was here for oh, a minute joaquin i think joaquin is gonna be like a. I think he is a um a rodent of some sort a rodent a rodent hmm. but like a like one of those like really handsome rodents you know that people are just like oh they're so cute type rodents definitely some sort of handsome animal i don't know about rodents. see I, I, I see the thing is it's like i'm i'm fully abducted at the um i'm i'm gay club so i'm just like yeah rodents are great <laughs> <laughs> like like oh okay see i i feel like he's some sort of canine but i don't know i guess i could see him as a rat yeah like like a fancy rat you know, yeah. like rats are cute. I guess I could see him as a rat. Yeah. Okay, sure. We'll make him a rat. I want to make one of them a possum, but I think that's going to be, I think, you know, I don't know which ones that's going to be. I'm going to save that for one of the adults. I think that's going to be. Sure. I think I know which one that should be. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to okay. it next episode. We'll stretch this out we'll while sh- we think about our new bits. Okay. Yeah. We could, we could also, right. we could also do their first game of D&D. Later okay, as Jesse. well, we will do that. Okay, we're not going to stat them. We're just going to talk about them and how they're going to play the how their characters are played. In the meantime, we're, do you have anything you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Um, I I know I we recommended this multiple times, but season nine of Taskmaster is pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to either pirate it or have it on uh that whatever CSC C. CW. W. CW. The CW app. The the platform that Riverdale is also on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but like season nine's pretty good. They're they're gonna probably be releasing season ten soon on YouTube because they're doing uh season eleven or series eleven, I should say, soon. Nice. Um so can't wait. Yeah, and that show is actually like built for like COVID times because like almost they don't they normally do everything alone. And mm-hmm. it? Oh, you know what show was built for COVID times? What? Uh, motherfucking the Circle, which I hear they are wrapping up filming for season two. Ooh, ooh. I'm yeah. I haven't really been watching much. I played some Cyberpunk, and I was just like, eh, you know, this is like, you know, it's it's a little shitty, whatever. 
uh, with with how mm-hmm. like how they treated stuff, but you know, whatever. It's a little buggy. And then they came out with, hey, if your save file gets over eight megabits, uh, you're gonna it's gonna probably delete itself. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait to play this game. Like I was gonna be perfectly fine just playing it with bugs and all because I play too many Bethesda mm-hmm. games. Um, right. You know, I was just about to say they're really trying to give Todd Howard a run for his money. Yeah, but like I was gonna play it, but then after they said the save file thing, I'm just I'm just gonna get a refund. I I you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh that's gonna be a game i play i don't know next year um <laughs> yeah uh should be hammered out by then yeah um it was a fun game but they so okay d- to rant on capitalism for a little bit um <laughs> sorry uh so cd project red who had so much goodwill built up from the witcher series and stuff like that basically blew their entire wad of goodwill in like one week, which I feel bad for the developers, but you know what we should actually put the blame on? Stockholders. Because the whole reason why they released it, the state, because they were willing to just keep on kicking it down the road until they got it finished, and it needed some more time. Um, they were basically uh, being threatened, and management was threatened, with uh, their stock dropping if they didn't release it. Yeah. At a certain time. Yeah, they needed a Q4 release for Christmas. And that's yeah, why, and, and like, maybe don't go after the developers. Go after the management and the stockholders, because the developers yeah. were already being treated really shitty. I've also heard that possibly uh, upper management bonuses were tied to a Q4 release. Yeah, so... it's management. No, like, this This is a game that's been in development for eight years and should have been yeah. run perfectly fine on PS4 and 5. I mean, for in the Xbox, but um, most of the time when a video game suck, it's be- most of the time it's because of upper management. Ex- yeah. So and very typically, upper management gets to move on to a different studio. Yeah. Um, which this time I I hear that uh, it's gotten so bad that people are starting to eye them as well. So that's which is, which least. is good. But I just want to get that off my chest because you know it was it's. People are blaming the developers. Blame management because they would have, they should have waited. Like I would have waited another year for the game because what they had, what they mm-hmm. had that worked was pretty good. I liked it. Well, also, um, in their defense, people were sending them death threats because gamers can't be normal for even. Yeah, a I fucking hate gamers. Um, gamers don't deserve rights. No. Okay. That being said, watch Taskmaster. It's actually very, actually, weirdly, a really wholesome show when it comes down to it. It's just people being, yeah. you know, they're just doing silly things and laughing with each other, and that's what we need nowadays. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe and uh, in his interview for Hot Ones uh, said that one of the reasons he loves British uh, comedy panel shows like this is because uh, a lot of them are done on the BBC, which is of course a national. Uh, television network and so they can't really be too uh you know big with the prize money because then people are like hey that's my tax money uh and so a lot of them is for like a very small amount or no amount of money and so it's just for the love of doing stupid comedy panels yeah and and he appreciates that i I really appreciate i really appreciate panel shows a lot um it's just i wish that was a, a format that we could get in america but um we can't because I'm going to say capitalism again because I mean, they tried Taskmaster. They just had really shitty comedians on it and it didn't work. Yeah. 
which you know get good comedians i guess they're good comedians yeah. i can name like five of yeah, them they had lisa lampanelli on oh and like, no of course that didn't work yeah okay come on at least get yeah. a get a maria bamford on there get a paul f tompkins get a laura lapkiss right. jamie loft i can name so many great comedians that would be great for that show actually kind of uh th- yeah there is a weird like cultural divide when adapting british stuff that um doesn't always get figured out uh like i was uh my friend who's much more into the office than me was telling me about how uh the first season of the american office the guy who made the uk version was that ricky gervais i don't fucking know whoever was was like on the producing team to like kind of oversee it so they could transition into like doing their own thing or whatever and uh part of the reason why season one of the office is so rough is because um in the uk apparently it is uh much harder to get fired your like job is much more protected and so if your boss is like a shithead it's just like an annoyance at your job and then like you bring it over to the u.s where it's very easy to get fired and you can't do the same sort of jokes which is why in season one like in the first episode michael scott like brings in uh one of them fucking uh meredith maybe and, and like jokingly tells her she's fired and like that wasn't a funny joke that was just really mean uh because that could really happen and that would like legally be a thing yeah um and so that's why they had to retool michael scott to be more of like a lovable doofus instead of like a dickhead that everyone hates and as much as i'll make f- just a fun as fact. much as i'll make fun of people who do nothing but watch the office it does turn into a better show i just feel like it's not as funny as everyone says it is but whatever yeah <laughs> I- i'm gonna blame white people uh, for that part that. i'm gonna blame white people for that part sure okay yeah just you know <laughs> um uh we have gone on multiple tangents but uh my quick recommendation i guess is um if you're looking for something really stupid and shitty to watch uh watch are you the one now on netflix this is an mtv reality show from that bygone era of reality tv uh where it was uh it earned the reputation for being trash television uh i think like a lot of modern reality tv uh skews much more into nicer people doing nice things for each other uh this is a bunch of angry drunken assholes being mean to each other but uh it's fucking wild but the premise of the show before i get too far ahead of myself is uh they have 10 people in a house and they've uh like talked to the mtv matchmaker or whatever and they've quote-unquote scientifically found their perfect match um but they don't know who it is in the house and so they have 10 tries to uh, find their perfect match within the house. And if everyone pairs up with the perfect match by the end of the show, they all collectively win a million dollars. They split among each other. So 50000 per person. Um, and that's the premise. So they're both trying to find people to connect with and then also trying to like figure out, uh, okay, uh, who's like my real match uh, so we can win this money. Because uh, uh, during their, like, matchup ceremony over, they all pair off with someone, and then uh, they will tell them how many matches they got right, but they won't tell them who was the correct match in the group. Uh, so there's, like, a game element to it, and then they just found, like, the most emotionally stunted, dumbass 22-year-olds, and then just plug them full of alcohol. Like, uh, I've watched Love Island, and, you know, those people love to party. Uh, this one you could visibly see for most of the show that people are, like, hammered drunk, like, slurring their words, drunk out of their minds. And uh, it's 
compelling, not very pleasant. I couldn't, like, really marathon it. I had to watch, like, two or three episodes and then, like, stop and do something else because otherwise it just got too mean. But it was fun. See, uh, there's two seasons. I, like, I'm at, th- Netflix, I'm at, at the least. point, like, right now where I'm, like, so emotionally sensitive. I just need people being nice. Yeah. That's it. I just need people being nice. Uh, watch, watch Say I Do. Uh, also on Netflix. I've recommended that on this show before. Okay. I watched it again last week. Uh, it's just the, the serotonin rush of that, the like six episodes of that season. So good. Better than Queer Eye. Okay. Well, that's... There, I said okay. it. Okay. <laughs> but we'll de- I, I, only, I only remember the 90s, like, Queer Eye, so, like, I haven't watched any of the new one yet. Oh. So. Um, the new one was, the new one is good. I feel like in 2020, we have moved past the need for it. Um, I, I think they're kind of on their way down. But uh, say I do was very good okay. and better than Queer Eye in my opinion. Okay, well, um, yeah, we'll look into it. Uh, let's. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that, that's my hot. Day. Okay, well, I guess we're done. Uh, I guess it's it's my turn because you did our bonus episode. Uh, sign us off. So, um, ring ring. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So you're a tough guy, like you really rough guy. Just can't get enough. Just always so puff guy I'm that bad type Make your mama sad type Make your girlfriend mad type Might seduce your dad type I'm the Video b- gigolo, a, a webcam boy A, a cyber trick <laughs>